Seventh, and you're back on another edition of Kentucky Politics Weekly. I'm your host Trey Watson, joined by Stephanie Steitzer-Holscher. Um, it's going to be a little bit different edition than what we normally do. Uh, you know, normally it's pretty happy-go-lucky, loose, talking about both state and national news. I think in the light of yesterday's events, um, you know, we're going to kind of focus in and talk a little bit more seriously about kind of what happened yesterday. Um, you know, I guess, you know, we'll just start with just <laughs> what the fuck. I mean, Stevie, I don't know about you. I, I literally spent like a lot of the afternoon just watching and, and I, I mean, and I'm not the sort of person that, that ever does this, but I mean, literally like a little shaky just watching it like physically. It just, it, it made me sick to my stomach. Oh, my stomach, my stomach hurt watching it. I mean, you know, you and I both have been in the, the Capitol and it's a, you know, it's a pretty um, esteemed place. Uh, I think you and I, you know, both have high levels of appreciation for, you know, these institutions and uh, just to see the way they just ransacked it like a, you know, like a, like a botched home invasion. I don't know. It I was mean, bad. It's, it's, you know, the United States Capitol is the symbol of democracy the world around. And these asshats debased it. I mean, they're, they're you know, and, and people could, people could, you know, was it a, uh, an insurrection or a coup? I mean, that may have been their intent. You know, in my view, it was a sacking because they came and then, the, you know, the QAnon Shannon, uh, the QAnon Shaman uh, eventually eventually just said uh you know said all right it's time to go home like that so like that their intention was not to stay it was was, they 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 showed up to the the intention of sacking the capital like the freaking visigoths they but they got what they wanted they won you know i mean i i I dispute the nego the the notion from senator mcconnell last night on the floor that that they failed they failed they didn't fail they breached Yes. The United States Capitol. They did not fail at anything. I mean, if their if their if, if their goal was to keep President Trump in office, they failed. But if their sure. goal, if their goal, like I like I said, it was was simply to sack the Capitol, they did that. They did that. I, I mean, and what what a message we just sent to foreign adversaries at how easy it is infiltrate to to break it's, through it's harder to sneak booze during in, a into, session. harder to sneak booze during into freaking churchill it would be harder during to sneak, a session be harder to sneak booze in the derby than it was for these guys to get in there yes trust me um i actually got busted for doing that a long time ago and i actually <laughs> didn't do it it was a friend of ours who yeah, unbeknownst yeah. to me took one of our good bottles of vodka and poured <laughs> it into a water bottle um but yeah i, I mean if you're China, if you're Iran, if you're Russia, you're looking at this like, holy cow, I never knew it was that easy. And 
you know what i it, it, i mean it's, well, well you know i want to get into, into the, the, the bulk of it but i think one thing everybody can agree on is there needs to be immediate and very large investigations into the behavior of the capitol police um you know i i, I could i could definitely see because they were they were they were undermanned they needed more bodies and i could definitely see in some situations like where they open up the gates i could definitely see where a strategic decision was made hey man there's like three of us here and a couple thousand of them there we can either get run over and seriously injured or we can relieve a, pr a pressure point and try to fight them further back up towards the capital. Like, you know, th there, there are some strategic decisions that I, I, I don't know that I agreed with. I can at least understand, but the, the bulk of it, like how this happens so easily. And then like taking selfies with the, with the, with the cat police inside, like it was disgusting. People need to be fired. Uh, and why? I, I mean, but why were they undermanned? I won't. I won't argue with that notion. Well, they were undermanned because the, because because the the president of the United States of America blocked the call up of the National Guard that was requested by the mayor of the District of Columbia. Right. The, the president of the United States of America was derelict in his duty and should be impeached or removed via the Twenty Fifth Amendment. I don't care. That he's only got fourteen days left. He's a danger to the country to be left in office at the moment. Because these people aren't done. They, 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 they said repeatedly, there's multiple videos of these people saying, we're coming back and the next time we'll be armed. Yep. And, you know, if I'm waking up this morning and I'm reporting to the, the Capitol in Frankfurt or, or any other state Capitol, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about what's going to go down in the Capitol because, you know, all one has to do to see, to forecast that this was possible is to look back at the photographs uh, you almost could mistake the, the photographs from the Michigan uh, Capitol building in the summer where these um, these extreme right wing. Well, they, they breached the Kansas, you know, Cap they breached the Kansas breached. Capitol last night. They breached the walls of the of the governor's mansion in Michigan. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in Washington. I think they tried to get in the Michigan Capitol. You know, the. I mean, you just. <laughs> You can't under understate the the danger of these people there, and, and the danger of the president who basically yesterday. And by the way, let's talk about the cowardice of the president. I'm, I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna march to the Capitol. I'm gonna be right there with you. Bullshit! Your fat your fat ass wasn't waddling anywhere, you motherfucker. He he waddled on up to uh, waddled yeah, up to, where, to the White House. Where was Rudy? Trump walked over the White House and watched, apparently watched the whole thing unfold from the private dining room off the Oval Office. Probably eating That's a cheeseburger. Why there, there, there needs to be accountability, but I don't believe, I, I just don't have enough faith that there will be accountability. I mean, you reach a point where the... You know, we, could, we could deal with account accountability later. Right now, it's about the clear and present current danger to the country that is sitting in the Oval Office. And he needs, Fair. he, he, he needs, he needs to be removed. He, you know, we, we can, we can deal with pointing fingers later at the moment. He needs to be removed because these people were emboldened. He, 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 he called them wonderful, lovely people in a video. Yep. I love you. Now it's, it's time to go home. I mean, it, it. And by the way, the, those exact words were repeated by people like the QAnon Shannon and other people on the grounds when they when they started to leave. And by the way, we're allowed to leave by Capitol Police. Why yep. aren't these people in chains? I don't understand it. 
white privilege. I, I don't. It's it, it's not white privilege. It's, it's definitely it's, white it, privilege. It, 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 no, it, it it is it is something bigger. Whether it's corruption, the Capitol police, it's the president told these people to stand down. You know, I, I mean, white privilege is like, you know, you, you get a ticket for jaywalking, and I don't. Like, this is not this this is something totally different. This this escalates beyond that. I I don't I don't see how it's different. I think it's different because it's on a it's on a magnitude a scale. I mean. State Representative Atticus you, you, Scott you, you can, was you cannot, charged. No, you cannot boil this down to white privilege because th- this is something more insidious and worse. This is white this is, privilege within mm-hmm. policing. Is that fair? Is that better? I mean, I, I think it's ideo- I, I, ideological, which is worse. I think State Representative Atticus Scott was charged with a felony for trying to enter a church at right at a curfew in Louisville, and I mean they didn't drop the charge right away. No, I mean, by the way, there were crowds milling around until like midnight last night and they weren't arresting these people. And and of the some 50, 60 charges uh, that that were levied, most of them for breaking curfew. Where are the felonies for uh, breaking into federal government property, destroying federal property? Um, How about how about the felonies for the guy that chased the cop down the stairs? Yeah, I I mean, like. I think part of it might be because I I don't I, I believe the calling up of the National Guard was probably done extra constitutionally. I, I Mike Pitt, the vice president of the United States does not have that authority to circumvent Correct. the president and do it. And I'm wondering if, if the some of the lack of arrests might might have been because you, know, you could argue in court. Well, they, well, they they wouldn't have been arrested had the president had the vice president not acted outside of the Constitution to bring the to, to bring the National Guard in and. I, 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 I just I, I don't know. I, I need you know, there needs to be significant investigations into how this was allowed to unfold. Uh, Do you believe that sitting here, you know, this morning, morning after, do you believe that that they will take steps to remove Trump? I mean, it seems like there is a desire among some to do that, but. I guess there's two, there's two things, there's two things to consider. One, would it, would it make things worse? If you, it could, because then now these people have, you know, now he's a martyr basically. To, to, to the, to the, I don't, I don't mean to make light, but, but when you ask that question, the, the, the immediate image that pops into my head is Clark Griswold at Christmas vacation. <laughs> yeah, like, get How can it get any worse? Look around you. We're at the threshold of hell. But now, I'm, you know, now you now now you've created a, mar- a martyr for these people. You know, they they but, they, they but, removed but they, they we're removed already them. there. They were, we're already there. I, you know, it's fourteen days. I, I just I, I I was very vocal yesterday on Twitter. I I am entirely supportive of removing him. However, you know, there's there there's processes that have to be done. You can't do it lightly. It's never been done in this country. And you know, you 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 would have to take the steps and a, can you get that done and executed within the next 14 days? And B is the potential cost, you know, long-term cost of the country of doing it beyond what, what damage has already been done. Is, is that worth it for 14 days? I'd tell you, I'd like to take a stab at the latter question. And the answer is it's a thousand percent worth it because I think there is a greater cost of not doing it because we are, we are allowing 
um, we, we have pushed um, acceptable norms and standards to a place they've never been in the United States before. And, and that's how we got here, right? Because every, every time the rhetoric got a little bit more heated, a little bit more jazz, the dog whistle, a little bit more obvious, uh, we let it go. We normalized it. And so at what point do you have to say, like, history is going to repeat itself if there are not ramifications so, here? What, what I always tell you, politics operates on a pendulum. And, it, and, it, and the next time it happens, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a conservative. It's going to be an, an Antifa president calling for a socialist takeover. Because it, it, it everything swings back and forth. And once you once you raise it up far enough on one side, it's going to pop back up on the other to the same level. We've never swung the pendulum remotely close on the left. Well, no, even politically, I'm not I'm not saying that you have. I'm, I'm saying that what, what whichever side swings swings it up to, to the to a height, it's it, it will eventually swing back up the other way unless somebody puts a hand in the middle and stops it. Because yeah, we've normalized it. And the biggest thing that I walk away from last night, um, feeling a lot of despair um, beyond the, the, the damage that was done in the Capitol. Okay, all the, the glass can be cleaned up and repaired, right? But I, I feel despair because I know that not only is Trump not going to be removed in the next 14 days, uh, I also believe that there, there likely won't be any consequences to him or his ilk. And even worse, the way that the House and Senate went back into session last night absolutely normalized this. It normalized this. Uh, those speeches, they didn't move me. Those are empty words. Words about this is unacceptable are empty when they're not followed by action and accountability. And we normalized it. The fact that they could all go back in and, and say, let's get down to business. And a few of those um, senators were chuckling, chucking it up. I mean, Lindsey Graham, I don't know if the guy was drunk or what, you know, uh, taking, taking cracks at Rand Paul, like trying to be funny. I mean, hours after the situation unfolded tells me that, that we're just, it's another example of we're, we're going to normalize it. And, and I'm sorry, but I know we're going to hear from people like Senator McConnell and others who are going to say, well, you know, when it, it, it was bad, but, uh, you know, only one person was killed. And, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it was unfortunate. It was regrettable. It'll never happen again. I, but, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that's what you're going to hear out of, out of the leader. I mean, I don't, that's not what you heard from him yesterday. I don't think that's what you're going to hear, hear from him moving forward. Uh, you know, I think he, but he said they failed, but they didn't fail. They, they entered they, the United States Capitol during congressional session. Well, they, it they, wasn't like they just they, breached it as a bunch of, they fit they fa at they, midnight. They, they failed. They failed to prevent the certification of the election. I mean, that, I think that's what he was referring to, but, uh, you know, their specific goal and the goal that was encouraged by the president. Now, I will say the, the one case that can make for removing the president from office is and I don't I don't know that I don't know that. Uh, uh, I, I, again, I don't know that this is the right path for the country because it just exacerbates the situation. Um, and, and it's the same reason that, that Ford pardoned Nixon. But if you remove him, you then remove any sort of uh, legal protections that he's got for uh you know charges such as uh, 
inciting a insurrection or in, in sedition. You know, that that's another case to be made for legally removing him, even though there's 14 days left. You can remove some of those legal protections. Yeah, and, and it won't happen. It won't happen because failed leadership. And it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. <clears throat> and I, I don't, you know, there's going to be brighter days ahead. But I, I it's this is still terrifying that we got where we are, because, you know, the only thing the thing that will keep me up at night for years to come is not that they failed. It's that they learned how to do it better the next time. Right. Like, I think the lessons, the takeaways, uh, they didn't, they didn't um, install enough of their own people in the right places like the military um, to get them to go along with this um, effort to overturn the election. But, you know, I mean, I've even had the the wrong tendency to shrug off what Trump has done over the last two months. Oh, this is a a crazy fundraising ploy, which it was. Yes. But they were simultaneously deadly serious about trying to pull this off and still are. Well, let's let's start to get into that a little bit, because the thing I want to talk about more on this and and this is going to be more on me with you throwing in some comments, you know, I mean, I've spent my entire adult life working for the Republican Party, working for issues that I believe in and that I still believe in. I believe in smaller government. I believe in that global free trade is the path to peace. I believe in the Constitution, all parts of it, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, Second Amendment. I believe that nowhere in it does it say that these rights are only enumerated for straight white men, which you know, sometimes puts me in conflict with the party, but that's fine. That's what we, we are. We are, have always supposed to have been the big tent party. You know, it's not about, it's not about, you have to believe a certain, a certain path of things like the Democrat party is we're, we're, you, you know, as long as you've got some loose affiliation, to the constitution we're you know, you're, you're fine being a Republican that, and we, in 2016, we were the victims of a hostile takeover and, you know, there wasn't people could say, oh, well, you could stop this at the convention or this. No, that no, no, nobody inside the establishment Republican, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, nobody wanted this. No, nobody asked for this. And basically we had to limp along with a with a chain tied to our legs and do do what we could to to, to get done. But now now we are faced with a decision point. I, for one. And I tweeted this last night. You, after, you know, you, you, you can, whatever you did before, whatever. You cannot tell me after watching what unfurled yesterday that you are a, both a Trump supporter and a Republican. Those two things are antithetical. You, you, you can be one or you can be the other. If you are still supporting the president, you need to get the hell out of my party. And, you know, I have been saying privately to people for quite some time that, the reorganization process, the party that's supposed to start taking place this year was going to be a heck of a fight. I think the the stakes of that fight just got ramped up. You know, are we going to be the party of uh, fiscal responsibility of of free of free trade, global free trade? Are we going to be the party of the Constitution, all parts of it? What, what party are we? Or are we going to be the party of a petty, small tyrant? it's it's a choice that people are going to have to because here's the thing if if it's not trump 
and, and you stay in the party and you're still susceptible to that mindset, if, if Trump goes away, somebody else is going to come take his place and the party's going to get hijacked again. We're going to have to decide. Or do we, Does this party have principles? Are, or are we just a roaming band of, you know, of, of, of Kool-Aid drinkers? I, I'm... I, I had people yesterday telling me that I should I should change my party. No, I'm not going to change my party registration. I was here. I was in the party before most of these people. I've worked my ass off for this party, and I still believe in the base principles that this party is supposed to stand for. I am not leaving this party, and I'm going to work my ass off to make sure that these people are forcibly seen the door. So I would hope that anybody who intends to continue to call themselves a Republican takes a deep, hard look at themselves. And I think this, this starts with people like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley in a vain, transparent, we talked about the last show, vain, transparent attempt to court Donald Trump supporters for a future run for president helped make this possible. And Josh Hawley, even after, after all this, still went out and protested the, 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 the Electoral College, still sustained his objection to the Pennsylvania vote. These people must be dealt with. I, for one, would love to see Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley thrown out of the party. You know, what happens to, their, to, to, to them as far as being elected representatives of their states? I think that's up to both the, the people of their states and the, the, the members of the body. But at the very least, I would like to see them ejected from the party. Let me tell you somebody else who needs to fucking go. Kelly Ward. Kelly Ward is a former Senate candidate. She is the chairwoman of the Arizona party and was tweeting, you know, false, uh, uh, you know, oh, Antifa, we can't let Antifa stop from the, from the, you know, from our true objections to the vote and all this stuff last night. no. She cannot be allowed to, to continue as the chairwoman of the party. Mo Brooks tweeting today. This is all Antifa. We, we, they're trying to stop our investigation. No, Mo Brooks, you got to go, buddy. Anybody. Now, there's, I think there's another bunch. Of, uh, there's another bucket of people that, that, that need to be dealt with. Probably not as harshly, but they, they need to an- be called to answer. And that are the people. that's the people like Kevin McCarthy, like our own, unfortunately, our own Hal Rogers, who I love Hal. People who made try, who, who made a stupid vote on a protest principle. It doesn't matter. Hal Rogers knows that there was no, there was no, no crime committed in, in these elections. Kevin McCarthy knows that, that, that there was no, that the, the, the votes, we, Donald Trump lost. He lost. And the vast majority of the 121 Republicans in the House who voted to sustain these objections last night, the vast majority of those people know that. And they were staging a protest vote for political purposes. I have always said that that is a stupid, stupid idea. You know, when you do it, we've, we, for years, we've used stupid protest votes on procedural issues. You know, Democrats uh, here in the state house will, will, will say, "Well, I'm I, I don't like the way this bill was done, so I'm going to vote against it in committee, but I'll probably vote for it on the floor." Fine, guess what? We're going to use that committee vote against you in in, in a campaign. I, I've always thought that protest votes on for procedural purposes were stupid. 
now it's resulted in deaths and the sacking of our capital because these idiots took a stupid procedural protest vote. It it, it is it offends me if you're if it, you know there's there's an old saying in gambling, uh, especially in NFL playoff games. If you don't think they can win the game, don't don't bet on them, regardless of how many points you're getting. If you don't think if you don't think there's a chance they can win the game, don't bet on them. That that's that's what this is. If 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 you didn't think that there's some truth to it, don't take that vote. And these people were were derelict in their elected duties. That's I mean, again, there there's a group of them there that they're not as as culpable because they weren't doing it for a as selfish of purposes or, or b they didn't believe it, which apparently some of these idiots do, you know. But they they went along with it. The the House Republican Caucus needs new leadership. I can say that. Kevin McCarthy, sorry, man, you you showed yourself to be a feckless, spineless individual. You sided with these people because you couldn't stand up to them. Look, look, look over the Senate and what happened with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell stood up. He, he had 12, and it was looking like it could be 14, 16, 18 by the time the vote came. Mitch McConnell stood up and beat these people into line, both with the staunchness of his conviction and by showing leadership of the situation. That did not happen in the House, and it only exacerbated the problems. Uh, I've talked for a little while, Stephanie. I'm going to take a break and let you air your well, thoughts. So, you know, I mean, many, many, many thoughts. But, you know, the first thought to you, what you just said, I mean, to me, sitting over here on the Democrat side, which I don't want to get too much, okay, like, because pedestals always get knocked over, right? But I, I have to wonder, how is this, you know, the fact that they – that these people went along with this and they know better, right? According to you, they know better. But how is this really truly any different than what they've been doing for four years in going along with Trump, knowing that he's laying a con on the public, knowing that he's he's stoking the, the hate and the and the divisiveness and the and the the propaganda. Like I you know, we can say now we're upset that they went along with this vote, but they've been going along with it for four years. And you can say that nobody in your party wanted it. Um, and I get that. Oh, no, there's, but, pe- there's people that wanted it. But I also know that the ones that didn't want it were also content to go along with it when they realized that they could benefit from this in in a in multitude of ways, politically, financially. I mean, Trump's a, a money a money machine, right? He brought money into the parties to the candidates. Um, I, I mean, they when when even when when the Senate Majority Leader realized that he could go along with Trump and get hundreds of judicial appointments and tax cuts through. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was hijacked, but there was also a point in time when, when the intelligent, uh, you know, previously rational thinking adults in the room realized that, you know, I mean, look at all of these individuals like Ted Cruz. I mean, nobody would believe it if we said four years ago, right? Ted Cruz, who Donald Trump um, insulted his wife, um, accu- didn't he accuse his father of of murdering Kennedy? I yeah. mean, yes, he did. Like, like 
that that Ted Cruz today would be leading the charge to to undermine democracy and keep Trump in office. It's about None personal gain. Ted, Ted Cruz it's about person. But that's what it's been about for all of these people. And now, you know, some of them have peeled off at the 11th hour. And like you said, and I and I'm struggling with this and I'm getting beat up from the left because, um, you know, I believe there are levels of complicity. Um, we know from history that that silence is 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 just as as bad sometimes as as trying to take action. Um, and but at the same time, I, I recognize that there are individuals that were never they were never Trump fans, and you know, for them to be speaking out, yeah, they may not be my favorite Republicans. They may not be my favorite elected officials. I abhor a lot of their ideology, but. Yeah, I'm going to endorse tweets uh, where they came out yesterday and called it what it was because I know that it wasn't easy for them. I mean, I saw a couple of state legislators um, have the courage, Republicans have the courage to call this what this was and get absolutely raked by these Trumpers on social media. I mean, by evening's end, I think Jason Nemus's Facebook post had like over 300 comments. And many of them were nasty toward him. I mean, there were, there so were some, I, there were some veiled threats towards him. And there were some threats. I see that that is that takes some courage um, to do that to speak out now because you can see that on the other side. I mean, Jamie Comer, okay, he didn't vote to go along with the objection, but his statement condemning the the actions yesterday referred to these people as protesters. Like that's not protest. I mean, it wasn't protesting. You know, when 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 people on the left are committing violent acts and it wasn't protesting yesterday. And so uh, and I and I think we have to separate um, we have to separate, though, people in in politics, because I do think there was um, an onus on more electeds, including, you know, from the very top leadership uh, in your party to not go along with this, to take stands, not, not yesterday, but four years ago, you know, to take stands when, when he said there were good people on both sides, when they plowed over um, a a left-wing protester in the streets of Virginia to not go along with it. When um, they turned Kyle Rittenhouse into a conservative hero to not go and go along with it. When Trump propped up these insane conspiracies, conspiracy channels and QAnon and um, you know so it's because it's a it's a question of leadership and I don't know that I don't know we don't know if if Mitch McConnell or other Republican um, Congress people legislators senators could have changed where we are today but I know I don't believe there were as many Trump supporters four years ago as there are today. I don't believe they were as loud and empowered as they are today. And where did they get some of that uh, empowerment from? They got it from, from, you know, four years of conservative elected officials running with this rhetoric. I mean, it was so convenient of Kelly Loeffler to stand on the floor yesterday and say, she's not going along with the objection. She changed her mind. Yeah, it's easy to change your mind when you got nothing to lose now because you lost your race because, you know, the face eating party ate your face and (laughs) turned on you. The the players in the basketball team you own hate you. 
right? And it's so easy, but you don't get a pass, man. When, when less than a week ago, less than 72 hours ago, your campaign was putting out the most hateful, divisive rhetoric, fueling this extreme socialism and stoking those fears. What showed up in the U.S. Capitol yesterday was, was the product of years of, of campaign material, you know, stoking this fear among these people who already are probably unstable. I don't want to call them mentally ill because I think that's a pass. That's an insult that to many mentally of those, people. And that's a pass that we can't give these people. Uh, mental hate isn't mental illness. It's not driven by mental illness. Hate is hate. And, and that kind of fear and hate rhetoric that was stoked by mainstream conservative elected officials. I, I'm not ready to brush that under the rug yet. I want to, I want to do the bipartisan thing. I want to figure out a way to go forward because we have to have, you know, disagreements and, and, and have to find ways to do it in, in, in a civil society. But I'm, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, there's just such a lack of leadership. I I don't think anybody, I mean, we're so far gone from what good leadership can look like, you know, in part because we don't teach history in schools. Like these people that think Trump is this great leader. I mean, I, I, I would hate to see, and I don't, I don't want to sound like an elitist here, but you know, I can, I can speak to people in my own family that, you know, <laughs> what it would look like if some of those people, including in my immediate family, took a, a, a fifth grade civics test or history test, it would be shocking, right? Um, leadership is, is having the ability, the courage to stand up to your voters sometimes and say, this isn't right. This isn't right. And, and we're better than this. And getting them to go along with you, and they may not go along with you. They may eat you. They may throw you out of office. But that should be the risk that good leaders are willing to take. You know, I think part of the part of the problem that conservatives have sometimes is that we and and this you know this goes into a deeper a deeper rooted thing in our political thoughts. You know, one of the reasons that we don't we don't. We, we, we think there should be less government handout programs is because we believe in the innate ability, the innate ability and, and of people to eventually do the right thing. You know, that there, there, there are social safety nets, you know, there needs to be a social safety net for the, for, for catastrophic situations, but you know, people will hopefully do the right thing. Eventually people will donate to charities. People will take care of their neighbors to people take care and, that is, I think, ingrained in the base of, of, of at least my, my conservatism that, that people at the end of the day are, are good. The, peop- the people are good and they're going to be, they're going to do the right thing eventually. And this is a situation where, no, in fact, these people were evil and they did evil and then continue to do evil. <laughs> and, you know, you, you just, I think sometimes you, you, you move along because it's either a, easy, A, B, convenient, C, you know, in the case of this, I mean, the, the party didn't have a didn't have a freaking choice. Like I said, these people, this is not the first armed insurrection these people participated in. They participated one in one during the primaries in 2016 when they took forcibly took over the Republican Party. 
And, you know, you kind of go along to get along, assuming that at the end of the day, people will do the right thing. And, you know, I think we have seen that Donald Trump is not one of those people. He is incapable of doing the right thing. And he uh, has done, you know, immeasurable damage to the country and, you know, potentially fatal damage to to my party. I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can. And I hope others will join with me to try to try to save it, salvage it and uh, rebuild uh, our, our party to what it's supposed to be. But, you know, you when, when you allow yourself to be taken by these scam artists and hucksters, yeah, it's hard to re, it's hard to rebuild from that. Well, I believe people, you know, generally want to do the right thing and do usually do the right thing. But I also know from sociology 101 in college, you know, 10 years ago that um, you can we know it from history. Right. But you can push good people to to think and do bad things, right? You don't even have to go to, you know, Nazi examples. You can go to, you know, cult comparisons when people join cults, people who were reasonable and drink, literally drink Kool-Aid. I mean, we forget where that cliche comes, right? I mean, it's because we know from sociology that if people it's, it's just such a combination of people hear these things that they want to hear. Um, they're told who to blame. Um, they're, you know, playing on fear. Uh, I've, I've long said, you know, from the day that, that Trump took off to office, he was the symptom of a bigger problem that was already at your party's doorstep, right? The problem being, you know, this stoking the fears and the divisions, telling people, you know, that black and brown people were to blame for their problems in life. Well, but that's um, that's that's yeah, let's not blame that. I mean, you remember there are ads with Paul Ryan shoving grandma off a cliff because he, he was going to kill people with his uh, with his. Yeah, th- th- this th- that's that's a larger problem of 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 politics in general. But it is, and it went too far. It went too far, and 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 I'm not going to say. Well, again, I'm not going to say that my party hasn't done this that, in campaigns. That's where, that's where when you get someone that that has no ethics, and, and insert them into a situation where there is there is uh, heightened rhetoric, but at least usually the people who are employing the rhetoric, at the end of the day, have some ethical lines they won't cross. Uh, and they were all crossed this time around, and the, every time a line was crossed, nobody on the right blinked. This is a man who has no ethics is in the White House. Uh, but it, it, it was, it was, it's. I, I don't know how we pull back from. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. I'd like to believe what you just said, you know, and believe in the good. I mean, I'd like to believe that, you know. A lot of people who aren't as politically, uh, you know, engaged as you and I are and most of our listeners, I think that some of those people woke up this morning and even if they voted for Trump and supported Trump, I, I really want to believe that some of those people are taking a pause this morning. They're watching the footage on the news and, and getting even just a little bit of that sick feeling in the pit of their stomach that you and I had that this is, this isn't right. This isn't what we wanted either. We may not want socialism. Okay. But, uh, we don't, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel all all day, all day yesterday. All, you know, I mean, I was literally just, 
I mean, I, I literally was just was, was shaky. Think this is this is not what I worked my ass off for. Yeah, this is not this is this is not it. Um, and it's and it's that it's for that reason that I have struggled. You know, there's <laughs> I've I've had to really hold back that urge to say we friggin' told you so, man. But I know that that you know taking those told you so laps it doesn't that doesn't help your cause. You know, I don't I don't. There's, there's people that are lost in my family and in, in that Trump universe, but those aren't the hearts and minds I care about winning. You know, um, maybe if I can pull a couple of them off the brink, great. But, you know, I'm, I, I can't, I can't go so far left as a lot of some of my liberal friends today in saying F all of those people, because, you know, the way forward has got to be, you know, getting civil discourse, you know, back to being cool again, right? Back to being normal. And and if if I go and close my door and say, F all y'all, but I gotta say, there's some people, F all y'all, right? Like you you didn't get to go work for the Trump administration. You didn't get to go profit off of these, um, off of this stuff for four years. And then literally as these people are in the Capitol say, Oh, this is so heartbreaking for me to see. No, there are some people that need to own this and they don't get an invitation into this new civil uh, deal here. They need to sit and time out for a while and think about what what role they played in this. Um, and I'm not going to name names. They're people that you and I know. Uh, they're people that I've sat and had beers with. I've had glasses of wine with, thought they were lovely people, but but some of these people need to sit and reflect on, on their role because it's they, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they condone violence, but, but you can't say that for four years, you know, people that, that bought the gasoline, handed him the matches, you know, enabled him, normalized him can now get a pass because last night while Rome was burning said, Oh, we, we don't like to see Rome burning. I'll say this, I, I, I would be totally in favor of some, you know, I think this is a situation where, uh, you know, there, there is an organization, the American Association of Political Consultants. Uh, certainly not everybody's a member of it. I'm not. But, you know, I, I would very much like to see some public level of kind of, you know, business ethics and some general rules put out for consultancy. Cause Steph, you had people on both sides of the aisle last night, sending out fundraising emails in the middle of this, like while people are, are, are you got a dude with a freaking, with a freaking animal head, head on his head at the, at the Senate president's yep. dais. And, and, and you got liberal and conservative groups sending out fundraising mail, like it's cancer, the, 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 cancer. The, the consultants who okayed that, should never be hired by any political op- by, by, by any politician ever again. They should be ashamed of themselves. And people like me who work in the industry have a responsibility to expose and to drive these bastards out of the field because they have no place helping guide the public discourse. And to say there, there's going to be some standards here, right? There's going to be some lines that we don't want to ever cross again. And to say, you know, some of these QAnon cranks, just because they can raise money, doesn't mean I should take their money and help them get into places of power. Um, oh, the QAnon people don't have money, so they have they have the internet. 
They, they have, they, I mean, they live in their mother's basement. Like, and I hope to see the same their, thing. Their, by their, the way. Their, their money all goes to acne cream. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I hope the same uh, thing that you said about the political consultancy industry. I hope the same thing. I mean, it, it's it's astounding to me that the bar associations have not had a bigger voice in um, refuting some of these, you know, individuals who have push these completely Ted, bogus Ted, lawsuits. Ted, 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 Cruz, Ted Cruz needs to be disbarred. He, he, Ted Cruz, he, he, he lied, Rudy he, Giuliani, they Lynn have, Wood. They have, they have knowingly lied. Oh, don't, don't even get started. Man. I, I, I believe that Lynn Wood is actually a lizard person, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, Ted Cruz, Rudy Giuliani have knowingly lied on legal documents submitted to the court. That is a disbarable offense. They need to be disbarred. Yep. The bar associations yep. need, in, in their respective states need to act. Simplione, I mean, what? What? I mean, you can't still be in the White House and say, you know, telling Maggie Haberman at the New York Times and these reporters, oh, I don't, I don't like this. I'm considering resigning. Like, well, there, there, there is an excuse though. I, you know, some of these people, 14 days out, until he's removed, if if you're thinking about resigning, until he's removed, you need to stay because if that's, you, that's true. You want to resign, you need to stay there to to put checks into place to try to that's absolutely true all i'm saying from my point of view you don't get a friggin' cookie now because you're out there saying you're not okay with this like you enabled this you gave them the matches you bought the gasoline i mean you know my favorite my favorite favorite quote on twitter last night was you know about these performative resignations like now you know, we're in the last half of the heat. <laughs> You're not against bank robberies. The heist just went bad. And that's how I feel about some of these people. Um, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really difficult conversation moving forward about who should be held accountable. Does it cause more damage? You know, but do we need it? I mean, I think if you look back at history. You know, there has to be not pitchforks and torches by the Democrats, but there has to be truth and reconciliation efforts. And we know how to do it. Right. We know it, it's been done in history. I, you know, I think it was done after, you know, the Rwandan genocides. Uh, this is certainly not at that level, but it's a model. It's a model for how we can approach this, because if we if we sweep this under the rug, uh It'll happen again. You know, I, I think one one thing we need to talk about briefly that is tangential but involved in this is, you know, and, and this goes to why the Democrats need to be <laughs> talked down off their ledge. House Bill 1 is their election reform bill um, in Congress. I think we saw today... The federal government needs to play absolutely no more role than they have to in the administering of elections. Elections in this country are administered at the most local level possible. They are administered well. They're administered efficiently. And any, I mean, what was going on in the Capitol yesterday from a, from a pure, pure policy standpoint, uh, you know, throwing out the violence and the conspiracy theories and the insanity. What was going on in the Capitol yesterday was a group of Republicans, which I'm ashamed to say, 
who were attempting to exert federal authority over a state issue. The Democrats House Bill one is, is attempting to exert federal authority over a state issue. I think that the Democrats can make a great show towards trying to uh, bridge some of these divides and, and lessen tensions by abandoning that effort and, and ceasing to try to usurp the authority of state authorities, state election authorities to, to, to manage their elections locally. I, I think that's a, it's a, it's a horrible, it's, it was a horrible idea when they proposed the bill last year. It was a horrible idea when Republicans tried to usurp state election boards yesterday and it's a horrible idea moving forward that democrats would try to put push it push it further I, I you know i sincerely hope that that'd be that to me that'd be a great way for democrats to reach out to people like me and to say hey like you know we're we we get it now this you know we understand this the state the states the states run these elections it's you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let that continue yeah and you know my big fear is um and again, this goes back to the accountability issue, um, because the other issue is not holding some of these people accountable means they continue to do the work that they are doing and they have a plan. OK, and my big fear, um, as I heard somebody much smarter than myself say the other day, is they're coming after guys like Michael Adams, these these Trump people where they failed in states like Arizona and Georgia, they are gunning for these secretary of state positions because now they understand how it works. And so um, I am deeply terrified that their next mission is gonna be primarying uh, you know, people like the, the Arizona and Georgia secretaries of state and being able to achieve again in four years what they couldn't this time around. By, by the way, since, since we've been on air, a press release has come out, and the chairwoman of the, uh, the the chair of the Republican Party in New Mexico, uh, uh, given a, a pat on the back to a state representative from New Mexico who has introduced a bill to decertify the New Mexico uh, electoral vote, which it won't go anywhere. But I mean, the the fact that people, the fact, I mean, the, the biggest. Even beyond the attempted coup yesterday, the biggest long-term damage that that Donald Trump will have done to the country is to decrease people's faith in the in in our system of elections. That's oh, absolutely, and and they already didn't have that much to begin with, or perhaps that's not not exactly the right character. People may have had a little bit more faith in elections, but they certainly didn't have faith or trust in, in elected officials. And God, we're in such I, a bad I, place right I, now. I, I think I think faith in in people's vote counting, the, the the vote being counted, the way the elections. I think faith in that had it has been diminishing for for a while, and right. that's and that, and that's and that's been the 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 cause of both parties. Uh, whenever it suited their their aims, you know that that yep. is that is not a Republican thing or Democrat thing. That both parties has has have have contributed to that you know you have you know uh, even a simple situation uh 2019 you know we had a one vote election in in davies county for the state house our state law is crappy and i still don't think it's, it's been properly rewritten you know there's not a mechanism to recount that vote so republicans in order and it wasn't even about overturning the election or you know, it was about making sure the vote was right and the only way that legally we could do that was to uh, 
was was to challenge the election. And Democrats went on this long spree claiming that we're trying to steal the election. And no, we're, we're trying to make sure that damn vote was right. And it was one vote. And, and actually, it turned out when they did count them that Jim Glenn picked up two votes like that. You know, so he, being able having the foresight to be able to recognize the difference between making sure that votes are counted and you know, stealing an election is one thing, you know, understanding the way that elections are administered, why some states or some even some counties would use different machines and other states or counties right next door. You know, I, I, there's just there's no under civil understanding, public understanding of, of election administration. And that's and that's caused a problem. Yeah, I mean, don't shoot, shoot yourself in the foot because it might actually hurt you right? Yeah. when you're playing around with that gun. Um, I, I just, I'm scared about, um, you know, going forward that, like I said, not only do these guys know how to get into the military now, they know which positions to try to take over with their loyalty. And you're right. You're right. Like we can't have some of these people resign this week because I mean, my God, like, I, I think one only has to look at what happened at DOD, uh, and Homeland security to understand a little bit more about the failures in security yesterday and why um, National Guard didn't get called out um, because Trump has real loyalists in some of those places. I mean, how is it that, you know, a few months ago, I mean, Bureau of Prison workers were were providing, you know, protection and security at uh, these at the D.C., um, you know, protests. But. But yesterday, I mean, it looked like, you know, it looked like mall cops being overrun by by crazies. Yeah, it was it was. And there's nothing positive that can be said about what happened yesterday. Um, I don't think there's anything positive to say about anything that's happened this morning. It's the absence of what's uh, this morning. That's that's so disparaging, like like it fills me with despair. That, that there is nothing, which means there's not going to be a 25th Amendment invoke. There's not going to be impeachment. It, it's just, you know, and, and I, I, I'm not going to say anything about Biden, but I, I know that he's, he's just built more of the type to want to move forward and heal. And, and that's scary because it doesn't bode well for the future. All right. Well, I think we've exhausted this topic enough. It's by the be- way, by the way, I, I just couldn't, uh, I can't really like, you know, these, I, I could hardly stomach these speeches on the Senate floor last night. Um, just empty, empty words. And it's just, it's one of the things that drives average people so far away from politics, right? Like not meeting the moment. Uh, but my God, Lindsey Graham, I mean, the guy looked drunk and, I mean, like, there's one that doesn't get to jump ship at the 11th hour and get a pat on the back. But but I, I don't know if anybody caught the fact that he like he just took a crack at Rand Paul. Oh, like, they're, yeah, they're not they're not uh, they're not like golfing buddies. I, I mean, you know, I just the whole thing. We've just entered such an absurd, absurd place. I hope we can I hope we can find a way out of this. Well, you know. Thankfully, we can hopefully get back to some level of business as normal tonight. Uh, today, General Assembly obviously is still ongoing, 
governor postponed his uh, uh, State of the Commonwealth and budget address to tonight. So hopefully the next show we do, I'll be back to bitching about Andy Bashir and what a weak, weak need excuse for governor he is. And you can, you can yell at me about something and we'll be, we'll be back to, we'll be back to normal. We cannot have to deal with these heavy topics and with me just sad for the state of my party. So just, I'm just so relieved. I'm not in the press corps anymore. Like, I mean, talk about drinking from a fire hose yesterday. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that, you know, the nope. Senate, the United States Senate changed hands yesterday. LMPD hired Atlanta's dregs. Oh, my God. And, no. and, and how atrocious, you know, I mean, I don't know how that mayor looks at himself in the mirror every day. I mean, to pull that stunt, to, to roll this out on a day where they knew it was going to get buried because of the Georgia race and because of the certification. I mean, just to, to, tone, scum. Tone but we, scum. We, can, we can deal with that on the next show. Uh, <laughs> as always, you can get us wherever you stream podcasts. If you get us on Apple Podcasts, please, please be sure to give us a review. And we'll be back in a little bit more cheery uh, next week on a new Kentucky Politics Weekly.